Hey everybody, this is Tommy. I want to read for you one of the reviews we got on Apple Podcasts. Thank you from Rim DC. I've been longing and waiting for this podcast. As a 40-year-old survivor of purity culture, I am just now discovering my inner sex goddess, along with D and reconstructing my faith. This is incredibly timely, and I'm so here for it. I had no idea there were goddesses listening to the show. I love, I love, I love knowing that I goddesses love that. are the listening. Inner goddess. I love it. So good. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And listeners, if you hear this, it helps us out a lot. So if you could just go ahead and anywhere you listen to this podcast, leave a review. We'd be really appreciative. conversation with friends time for us to talk about all those things that get you hot welcome to fun parts after dark welcome to fun parts after dark this after is just dark. us with drinks in hand after a long day of recording before another long day of recording you have us, at, you have us at our weakest moment yeah, yeah. our most terrible <laughs> And so what we're doing is just drawing out questions that folks have posed in live settings or via Instagram or, you know, direct messages, whatever. And so I'm just going to pose it because I'm the most uncomfortable reading it. I'm just going to draw one out. I don't know what it is until it comes out of my mouth. Those all don't have questions on them. I promise you they do. Really? All blank pieces. I can't even do a drum. Oh, that's terrible. Dang it. Okay. This will be interesting. As a single woman, mm. <laughs> Luke, how can I talk to a man about his views of porn and my view that I feel it is hurtful and demeaning to me as a woman, yet culture says it is okay? Mm. So how do I deal with the fact that my partner is into porn and I feel harmed by it? I think though she's not saying partner. Yeah, she's like, I'm, as a single woman. As a single woman. Oh, she's she probably... Like meeting someone and is trying to figure out should I engage with them further? Okay, but how, how do I engage with the idea of porn that is culturally accepted when I feel like it is harmful to me as a single woman? I think we're going to do a whole thing on porn, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. It'll probably be two sessions on porn. But one of the things that porn is for me, I don't think porn is the enemy. I think porn is a portal through which we get to understand our longing, understand an element of what has become culturally normalized, I'm putting in air quotes, in order to satisfy deep inner longings, desires that feel like they have no outlet. So one of the things that I think single people, especially today, have an opportunity. And also it's, I think it's hard. It's so important to recognize that porn is not the person's identity. It is a person's reaction and their outlet for how they can actually engage in something physical as a single person. And I want to say, especially in the Christian culture where anything physical is put to be off limits. Mm. So Mm. 
That's one of my biggest concerns about putting everything physical off limits in the Christian realm is mm. because what we've done is we've said anything physical is wrong, evil. The thing that's complicated for me with porn is that I would never want to shame somebody who engages with or watches porn. Mm -hmm. I never want to shame somebody who is in the industry itself, right? Because there's so many different reasons why people do the things they do. The thing that is problematic for me is when we are consuming one another as objects mm -hmm. or treating or objectifying each other with an act that I think is supposed to be incredibly intimate and honoring each other's humanity. And I think that what I wrestle with with porn is it feels void, at least in my experience, of the human connection. The actual intimacy that I'm longing for is like deep connection with someone, which also involves a physicality. And so like, it's just challenging for me in that way. And so it's like, I don't want to shame people who have participated or... Not at all. Yeah. But I think it can do something to our brain, which it makes does us... do something it, to our brain. It dissociates, in my opinion. It brings us out of our body with an experience that's supposed to be incredibly inside our body and alongside somebody else in their body. Well, but can you I think I think at the core, and here's the thing, and when I find working with people who are engaging with porn... Over and over again, the commonality that, that I see is that there's a deep sense and longing for connection. Mm -hmm. That's what the human, I think at the core is the human need. So like I had a couple that I counseled and this was such an incredibly beautiful moment when she actually, he was engaged in porn because that was culturally acceptable. He had, and literally the guy had no shame around it whatsoever, like zero shame around it. And one of the questions that I asked the woman, I said, what is the place that porn holds for you? Mm. And she says, porn holds for me, I'm not enough. Mm. And I said, what is the place porn holds for you? And he said, it protects and holds me from making poor choices. And so- Meaning when, like- Like stepping out on his Stepping yeah, out like, and doing- okay. I mean, he was, I'll they were just porn, dating. They were just dating. Oh. Which means I won't see a prostitute. Right. Then right. I won't go see a prostitute. So there was an element of they had different perspectives that they were coming at the same element. And so part of it is, can we hold our differences of perspective in order to recognize that both of us want a deeper connection? And so when I was working with the man, what I said was like, what is it that is actually the trigger that takes you towards the porn? What is it that you're actually hungry for? Can you name that for yourself? Can you actually become vulner vulnerable enough? Do you want to be vulnerable enough with this woman that you're dating? Do you want to be that vulnerable with her? Because when you start entering into a dating relationship, there are different levels of intimacy you're going to actually interact with. You're going to interact with an emotional intimacy. You're going to interact with a physical intimacy. There's going to be a spiritual intimacy. But there's all these different levels of intimacy. And sometimes porn gives the illusion of intimacy without the commitment of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And over the course of about six months, we began to name for one another what intimacy actually meant. And they wanted to move towards a deeper relationship. So what I'm concerned about this question is like, how do I enter into a relationship when this person that I'm potentially dating is engaged in porn? And I want to name that this is something that injures me. 
I don't think when we first enter into relationships, we can start putting definitions about who people are. Mm -hmm. When we first start entering in, we're exploring. And part of it is, I would say, this is the place more than anything we need curiosity. Can you give me some perspective of why it is you choose porn? Not from a judgmental place. Can you just give me some perspective of why this is important to you? And doing the exercise and knowing that that whatever that person's response is, it's not about you. No, right. it's like, not. Right. Not at take, all. Not right. taking it personally. It is yeah. not a yeah. personal element. Which is so difficult. Yeah. It is difficult, but I also think it's a construct that we've made that if we're going to date, I mean, in the dating world, especially in the Christian realm, if I'm going to date you, then you're going to be pure waiting for... And I, th- mm. I think that's one mm. of the things that is like, we've got to let go of that. People mm. are learning how to hold their own sexuality in ways mm. that are influenced by family of origin, mm. culture, and religion. Wait, can I ask, like, so what about the woman who says, I like this guy, he's viewing porn, and I feel like that means I'm not enough. Like, if I was enough, he wouldn't view porn. It's not about her. But I don't I think, think that's why men view porn. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's going back part. to even just some, like, mm. starting to understand what, what are you personally responsible for and what are they personally responsible for on their end. And I also think, like, just thinking of my, myself early on in dating times is, like, well, that'd be a really easy way to just, like, keep myself from engaging further and entering into my own risk and vulnerability is, like, oh, well, you didn't check this box because I know, like, I'm not okay with someone who watches porn or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. or your political views or whatnot. So it's, like, continuing to choose to enter into more vulnerability and conversation. And I think that's, to me, kind of the bigger question. Are you going to do that with someone or are you going to let this thing outside of who they are dictate how much farther you go with them? Because it might not, porn is the example, but it could be anything. Anything. Work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The thing that came to mind, Becky, when you first started talking was the line that came to mind for me was porn is not the disease, but porn's also probably not the medicine. And so what I mean by that is like, if you are in pain, there's lots of things that you can take to Hmm. make that pain go away. They are not healing you. Right. And I think maybe that's the category for porn Mm -hmm. is that it's like, well, it may not be the problem, but it's probably not helping. I 100% agree. I also just want to say before, and I'm sure when we get into the porn episodes, I'll bring this up again, but like I spent a pretty significant amount of time in my early 30s as a social media content writer for some various organizations, one of which was a human trafficking organization. And the amount of porn that is created out of human trafficking and slavery as a practice is disgusting. And I think like if you make yourself aware of that. Yeah. You should make yourself aware of that. Because, it, it, because you'll see the humanity. Right. Yes. It's no longer a consumptive, like, I don't need to be concerned about this soul. You don't get to approach yeah. the porn as a consensual act between two adults. And you realize, like, no, this is slavery and I'm funding it right now yeah. with either my money or my attention. And again, I'm not trying to make it out to be that porn is the disease. Maybe I shouldn't even use that language. You said porn is not the enemy. I would just say porn may also not be the friend. Like, oh, right. I don't think porn is the friend, yeah. but I think porn is the comfort for people an underlying so issue of people so who are lonely. lonely. Yeah. And, and it's like, I, or maybe even who were just at lonely at one point and learned a habit. Right. Yeah. And that you can be, that can be true. But the other thing too, it can be a mock element of connection 
because you can actually connect with your body in a way that produces pleasure. And so therefore you feel, I'm using air quotes here, you feel like you're connected. And so that needs to be disrupted. So suddenly you have a live human being who comes mm. in and it's going to be disruptive. What I want to say for somebody who's dating, and this comes up really early in the dating process, that's where my concern is, is we too quickly try and, oh, that checks the box. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to explore this. And part of it is I'm saying, can we be curious enough to go, oh, wait a minute, that's not their whole identity. Yeah. To see the humanity in that person. Yes. Also. To see the humanity. And I, I can't tell you how many people that will say to me, well, you know, I'm a sexual addict. And I go, you know, you may have a sexual addiction. I don't see you as a sexual addict. It's not that's your not your identity. Yeah. Your identity is you're the beloved and you are a beautiful human being who has found a way to numb to cope. something. Yeah. And I want to discover what it is you don't feel like you have the strength to be able to face because everything you need to face, whatever it is, is already inside of you. Mm, that's so good. Fun Parts After Dark is produced, edited, and mixed by that tall drink of water, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the one and only Alan Lusink. This music was composed, produced, and licensed by the fine, fine folks at Blue Dot Sessions. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media at Fun Parts Podcast. We may just follow you right back. Until next time, so 